this week, Apple springs into action. Global smartphone sales have risen. And Twitter will allow you to upload and view photos in 4K. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, April 23rd, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 87 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network, if it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live on gncweekly.com slash live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, you can always catch the replay later. If you are listening, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can all be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And you have some news that's going to happen on Sunday with the event with Melissa Rivers. Yes, I am so excited about this. Uh, we mentioned it last week, uh, and it's here. <laughs> um, uh, F5 Live is canceled this week because it is my life is being taken over by <laughs> Melissa Rivers, uh, Joan Rivers' daughter, and we are doing red carpet coverage. I can't say that it's Fashion Police because it's not, and he owns it, but it is. <laughs> um, it's there'll be a team of uh of professionals it'll be just like the old days with with uh with joan and melissa except it's going to be melissa um and i don't know how much i'm allowed to say but let's say guests um i don't know that i'm allowed to say that we're supposed to have ninny leaks <laughs> but i just did so uh it's, it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun it's going to be um sunday night at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, uh, just before the awards, and you can watch it. If you want to make me look better, which I would appreciate, if you go over to <laughs> Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Melissa Rivers official, and give her a follow, we will be there. We will also be on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, and if everything goes right, and you know how that goes. If, mm -hmm. <laughs> if right. everything goes right, um, also on uh, Instagram Live, which that'll be the first time that I've done something of this scale on Instagram Live because everything about Instagram Live sucks. Mm. Um, and professional broadcasting software doesn't go there. But now it does. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... If everything goes right, it'll be there too. I'm very excited about this. Cool. Oh, kudos. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to be watching. And as they say in the showbiz, uh, break a leg. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into this little, it's not light. There's a lot of news um, that happened this week. Um, uh, so, and Scott's got a lot of things going on later on this evening when we get done. So we're going to get this out get this going um so the first item in the news we're going to get dive in and also dissect because omg there's a lot to <laughs> dissect out of this um and that's apple and they held its spring loaded event and it's at its apple park in cupertino park california the event was uh, taped it was not live it was virtual a lot of announcements a lot of great 
uh, shots at Apple Park and Tim Cook enters the one that we're going to show later. Q, <laughs> uh, you know, insert, you know, Q, uh, Mission Impossible thing. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. In any event, they first started announcing about, about Apple Card. Um, Apple CEO Tim Cook uh, did state that Apple Card was most accessible credit card launch. There were two updates on the card. There were Everything's now the most something ever with <laughs> an Apple event. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and and he get, and Tim Cook gets excited on every on every, I mean, be it iPhone or what have you, but he gets excited on like the most the most inane products, and this is this is no different. And um, like like uh they ran a full trailer for what season two of Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. or something. It's like <laughs> Wow, you're getting really excited about something that I mean, yeah, it won an award, but right. uh, I don't care. Right. <laughs> Although there was a lot about this presentation that oh, yeah. on top of my normal, I don't generally care about Apple announcements. I really right. didn't care about this one. Right. We're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, so the um, the updates on the Apple Card. Um, the first is in, in case of spouses or partners jointly having their name on their card, both individuals will now receive their credit history. The other feature announced was Apple Card Family. This features this feature allows cardholders to share their card with children over thirteen, so they can use the card and benefits. And I would recommend getting an Apple Card for a young teenager, but me. Apple says it's going to help teach smart and safe financial habits, and parents can control spending limits from their wild app. This this got me some took me some some pause. Um, so they also announced about Apple Podcasts. They announced that uh, they're redesigning the app, the podcast app, which we rolled out next week with the iOS 14.5 uh, 14.5 release. Uh, they're reporting that if they're being reported, the new app looks more like the Apple, like the new App Store from the classic yeah. podcast app, which keeps consistency across the Apple across the Apple apps. It is about time that the mm -hmm. podcast app got a refresh because it mm -hmm. looks old and janky. Mm -hmm. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we thank you. And if you're not, you can download uh, download us on the podcast app. Um, starting in May, Apple app users will start to see channels in Apple Podcasts. Um, channels are groups of shows chosen and curated by podcast podcast creators. They'll be shown on dedicated pages with the aim of helping listeners to find new content. Also, starting next month, there'll be paid subscription options. Listeners will now be able to pay for subscriptions with creators that skip ads, access new content early, and listen to special episodes. This got me some pause, and I'll tell you why. I there's a lot of like Spotify is starting to do that. That was also announcing now also announced Spotify is having their own dedicated subscription. This podcast, there's no ads. We're not going to do. I mean, I don't think we're going to have like special bonus content. Maybe I don't know. I mean, if we do a Patreon, that's fine. But and that's who they're trying to compete with. Mm -hmm. Right. They're right. trying to compete with Patreon. They're trying to. You know, we've seen we've seen a lot of a lot of uh, freemium networks, right? Mm -hmm. You've got uh, uh, yeah, it, there's been a lot in conservative media. You've got the Blaze, which kind of started the whole the whole trend. You've got the Daily Wire. 
Um, and obviously there's, there's tons of others, but those are the two like big successful ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there have been other attempts to do it. Lots of people would like the ability to, uh, do part of their show public and part of their show behind a wall or, uh, part of their show public, uh, with ads and the whole show behind a wall, no ads, whole show. Uh, so there's, there's lots of. Lots of scenarios in which that will work. There are a lot of scenarios in which that will not work. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you're not Adam Carolla level <laughs> recognition, this probably right. isn't going to work. And it's probably not going to be for you because remember, it's still a purchase made through Apple, which means there will still be a 30% cut uh, from whatever price is put on the subscription. Mm-hmm. And they're also, they're also now saying they're letting podcast creators um i think they if they pay i think i saw i I looked at 19.99 a year that's that's it you know and i'm sorry plus 30 percent exactly and that's why i think that you know i you know and also as far as like you know when we do this podcast and we always tell our listeners you know what direction to go to you know and we encourage people you know to let us know via you know gncweekly.com slash connect, you know, what direction do you want to, you know, the news mm-hmm. to report on which I mean different ways we can go. It's all up to up to you guys, up to the audience that are listening to this podcast now, or excuse me, later, or on live right now, or we play later. Dictate you dictate where you like to go. I mean, and in fact, when I looked into the, the stats, you know, with YouTube, I mean, thank you for those who are subscribing so far. You guys are who has has subscribed? Your guys are awesome. That's amazing. I'm looking at the uh, the emails coming in, and I'm and the amount of subscribers so far. It's not much. I'm still happy. I am still happy. We're doing. I mean, we're doing good growth. And I was looking, listening, looking at the blueberry stats, looking at the blueberry stats. Stats, excuse me. And I'm like, I'm just like amazed. I mean, I'm so happy. And I'm not going to like go ahead and you know say put up a paywall or added or be exclusive to Apple. Yeah. That's kind of my my point in the whole idea that, you know, this isn't for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Maya Bialik, yeah, she could probably do the freemium model, right? Mm Because everybody knows her. Everybody knows her either from the 90s or from uh, Big Bang Theory. You know, we've got Mm -hmm. two generations of people who all know her name. She -hmm. could do it about whatever silly thing her show's about. And it's a well-produced show. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm actually pretty impressed with it. I'm taking some notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle and I have been looking for for ideas for her setup and we like we like Maya and Bialik set up a lot. So mm-hmm. you know, but she has recognition and she right. could try this this whole freemium model, but maybe right mm-hmm. just because people know her doesn't mean people are going to be willing to pay it mm-hmm. might it might pay better to just leave it on youtube <laughs> right? right or mm-hmm. on on her website or whatever and put ads in or let youtube do it cuz i'll tell you it's real easy on youtube to start making money mm-hmm. <laughs> once you mm-hmm. hit that 1000 subscribers um, right. i i don't know i don't know that there's enough shows with recognition to be able for this to be interesting enough but right apple's not out anything because you're paying 20 bucks a year to participate exactly so the question is how many shows 
have enough people who would be willing to pay for content behind a wall that's only on Apple, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To justify even that $20 a year. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, there uh, we saw stats in our one of our groups this week that said um, uh, if you've got more than a hundred downloads per episode, you're in the top 15% of shows or something like that. And, and I was like, Ooh, so that means 90, at least 90% are, are out of this. No chance for nothing here. Cause even if everybody paid, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not going to get, you're not going to recoup your 200, your 20 bucks a year. And I think I saw on one of our one of our episodes. I came out to look and see. Go back to it. There was one episode that was over a hundred downloads. <laughs> I gotta find out. What, I gotta. I have to look and see which one. Of what, I can't remember what it was. But yeah. I was like, I was like, well, it was great. But I'm like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and and that knocks you into the top ten percent or fifteen percent mm-hmm. or something like that. That I mean, mm-hmm. that there there was another stat that came out. I think uh, James posted it. Uh, on pod news a week or so ago um, Mm. that like 60% of shows listed on iTunes have one episode Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I I saw that. So, so these big numbers of new shows are valueless because nobody keeps them up. Why? Mm -hmm. Because uh, anchors free. And so people, I, I have, I have three accounts on Anchor, <laughs> and I haven't posted nothing because they were all about testing uh, speed and stuff. But I guarantee all those are in those stats of look how many new shows there are. Yeah, they're new shows yeah. and they're nonsense. One of them, there's one episode and it's me going, hello? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was <laughs> testing speeds on Anchor because I had a theory and I was right that they're super slow. Um, mm-hmm. They're super fast on Spotify and they're super slow everywhere else. Um, so, I mean, the stats are nonsense. And yeah. so uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies like Apple putting a lot of resources behind mm-hmm. a thing that's transient, but mm-hmm. not my problem. I don't own stock in them. So. Right. And also, too, I think it also. You know, with Apple lately, over the past couple of years, with Apple, well, we'll get Apple TV announcement as well. Um, but they want, like, they want to be, like, they already got like, a lot of exclusivity, exclusives with a lot of big, big talent. You know, movies, especially with uh, when they got the, um, um, they got Oprah, they got, which, <laughs> they got Steve Sigur- Carell, the, Tom Hanks. Right. And. You know, also too, they got the, the to this day, my wife is still not happy that they got they got the Peanuts holiday movies on their platform. Agreed. You know, and I I'm hey, I'm with that as well. So I mean they're they're like all in. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't but I also don't think that in Spotify too, they want to be the exclusive exclusivity for these podcasts. And I'm sorry. Again, if you're on out listening on that podcast, we're not we're not gonna charge, have a separate feed. I mean, if it happens. I don't think so, but because a lot of the coverage that we do, you know, CES, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that you know that's you know that comes on there in we've, your coverage as well. We've had some conversations about maybe our special coverage uh, that we would put the raw 
videos before, like, you know, on Patreon as they're <laughs> edited, we make them available just for yeah. people who want to see them fast. But we yeah. also stream it live. You can go right. watch the whole thing. And watch. Right. Yeah, it would simply be right. a convenience thing. Right. I never intend to hide content behind a behind a paywall. Yeah. It seems crazy to me. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, like the idea. I don't either. That's why when I saw the announcement and when I was watching the event, I'm like, I was just like, holy crap. And, you know, and they're like, they're saying, well, if Spotify can do it and, you know, and Patreon, and Patreon's got a great platform as well. Um, but they're like, they're just basically, you know, we're just going to be, we're going to go all in. So, but I don't, so hopefully, well, you know, like I said, again, we're not going to put anything exclusivities on, on that podcast. So don't worry. We're, we're still going to be here providing great week, great content uh, each week. Okay. All right. The other news uh, this week, uh, which they announced the purple iPhone 12. And interestingly, <laughs> I think that was the most important announcement they made all day. And really? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Um, so on F5 Live this week, we talked about um, the, sh the chip shortages. In fact, we talked about an F5 Live and the pilch point because it's such a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. The Originally, it was affecting video cards and processors, and that was annoying, but uh, uh, niche, right? It, was, <laughs> it affected people who were custom building computers. But at mm -hmm. this point, semiconductor shortages have affected everybody. The phone companies are in trouble. GM has shut down two plants making cars because they can't get chips uh, for their cars. Mm -hmm. The fact that more than half, basically halfway through the life cycle of one of their phones, they're announcing an altered version of it is an indication to me that the next generation iPhone is going to be massively delayed, is going to be limited production, or won't come out this year. Okay. So I think the purple iPhone was the most important announcement they made because I think it's a preview of what the rest of the year is going to look like, that they're going to be crossing their fingers with what they already have because it takes months to spool up a new production line for new hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, for new chips and uh, the main company that produces chips on the planet, uh, including for Apple has said they are running it above a hundred percent capacity and it could be as long as three years before they can spin up new production lines. Mm. And so with that, <laughs> Apple is saying, uh Oh, let's make the iPhone 12 more interesting. We have to, we have to keep it in people's minds because there's there's no next gen iPhone in our immediate future because we're in April. September mm -hmm. is theoretically when the hardware changeover should happen, and it's not. What did they do? They announced new computer. We'll get to this in a second, but they mm -hmm. announced new computers running the M1, which they already mm -hmm. have. They announced an iPad running the M1, which they already had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they did not announce anything with a new chipset so basically when they announced the iphone in the per excuse me in purple basically it's a precursor to get the i the fan apple fanboys um getting excited for what's to come later on which will not be a hardware change because they're not going to be able to get a new chipset mm -hmm. 
unless <laughs> the next generation iPhone is also going to run on an M1 and it's not, um, I do not think that 2021 holds a new iPhone. That's that's my guess. And if so, it's super incremental. It's a it is a 12s. There is no there is no 13. There is no 14. It is a 12s, and it's going to come with the same processor mm-hmm. with a better screen and a better camera, but. Right. The inter- the insides are going to be the same because I don't think they can get TC at Taiwan T- TM. Oh, I can't remember TSMC. Maybe uh, uh, to to spin up a new production line. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. I I have no inside knowledge, but it has not been since I think the four the iPhone four that they released a new color midline. Yeah, I was, I that was, was like, the white one. Yeah, because I when I saw that again, when I saw the announcement with the event, I I didn't I was like that totally like came like okay, so they're but that when makes when you say that that I think maybe also to again it's a precursor, you know, that okay it's it's you know they're gonna come up with something and they're trying to like put it they're trying to make a big uh uh, they're trying to put out something in hopes of what's going to happen later down the down this coming. Usually they, they announced the, they announced the iPhone in fall, September, right? beginning okay. of September. Yeah. Right. Last year it was October because of the beginning of the chip shortages. Mm-hmm. So they were already a month late last year, and mm-hmm. I do not think it's going to be better this year. I bet if they announce a next gen, it'll either be a 12s that'll be an incremental change uh in a similar or identical body or um uh it'll be 2022 well i know for one thing because you and i and a lot of our listeners and viewers are technical are in the tech knowledge but my wife and i know she's probably watching or she's watching tv later on but her but she loves purple so something tells me you know, because she has she has a um, LG phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironically enough, being of LG, that uh, that went away. <laughs> she doesn't have a Yahoo phone, right? No, exactly. Because she could she could have a weird purple phone that way, right? <laughs> right. Oh, I still gotta go get one of those, right? Um, but I something tells me because she, she's been using it um, Android. Uh, I helped her with it and get purchasing purchasing an Android phone. But push come to the shove. You know, I'll have to teach her how to use an iPhone, but oh, that's going to be painful. <laughs> but but all all night. But uh, when she saw if she would have saw this event, she would. She, I guarantee. I will bet. I will put money on it right now. That she'll probably want me to get one for. Her. <laughs> I I'm not going to lie. I I really like the color. Um, I do too. I not- I think I think Apple dipping their toes back into the space that they created and mm-hmm. Nokia owned, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. fun colored phones. As mm-hmm. I got a ton of Nokia phones up in the office <laughs> in a variety of bonkers colors. <laughs> and, and, you know, in those days you could take the the backs off to change the battery, which meant mm-hmm. all kinds of companies made replacement backs in, mm-hmm. in carbon fiber and all there are all kinds of backs you could get for like the the six twenty and the six thirty. I got a right. I got a six thirty five uh, in the office with a bright red carbon fiber back on it. Oh, 
Huh. Not a- and and Apple kind of created that with the iMac, right? Which we're going to mm-hmm. talk about their, later. We're going to talk about them getting back into the thing they created with the iMac as well. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, when the, when the iMacs came out, they came mm-hmm. out in bonkers colors. And other mm-hmm. than Bondi Blue, they were all fruit named, mm-hmm. which was appropriate and ironic somehow all at the same time. Uh, and mm-hmm. then somehow they went to black and white, right? Mm-hmm. And gray. And everything they made was black and white and gray. And it was obnoxious because it wasn't what saved the company, right? And it's nice to see them dipping their toes back in with a with a cool purple phone and and you know the IMAX in the 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 pasteled versions of the old colors. I think that's great. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we'll. Uh, but again, uh, hopefully, I guess my wife is watching. Uh, I'll talk to her later. Okay. All right. Other news week and one of the other announcements, which this was been talked about for for for, for a while now, um, is the is the release of tags. Yeah. Um, this has been heavily uh, leaked, and also a lot of rumors flying around. Um, the air tags are Bluetooth trackers that help you can help you find lost items um, using Bluetooth and ultra wide ultra wide band technology. Air tags can help you find misplaced belongings near or far. Precision finding takes advantage of the U1 chip and gives you an, an interactive display with haptic and audible feedback. This helps helps find whenever your air tag is attached when it's close by. For anything lost further away, air tags. Uh, use the Find My network consisting of all Apple devices with Find My Find My enabled locate your AirTag on the map. When this doesn't work, you can put your AirTag in lost mode, which lets anyone that finds up finds it to left the tracker tap tracker tracker excuse me with their phone to see a contract number. AirTags cost twenty nine dollars each, or you can get a pack of four for ninety nine dollars. Uh, the trackers are available for pre order today, and with orders on the thirtieth now. This also gave me some pause where there, I've know I known, and I'm pretty sure you know that there are various products like tile. Tile, yeah. You know, so is this so my question is, um, is this gonna be like the are they gonna do well with air tags when there's so many th- and also with there's so many apps working right now? But did you see the bands? They had this um Hermes band that's leather, it's a hundred, it's a Hermes something. It's $149 for, yeah. a, for a strap that's about, like, that big. I know. So is it really, I mean, why are they all in on a product I, where, excluding the, the, I mean, excluding some of the features, which I'm just kind of, like, confused and why they were going to, yeah. for years I've been talking about it, and years, and all of a sudden they have it, and it's basically a product you can get for less from a very well, I don't get it. Yeah. With a larger network um, of, of people using it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, and I don't mean this to be insulting to those that this applies to, (laughs) but the Apple sheep will buy it because it has an Apple logo on it, even though uh, it's a smaller network of devices that are going to have it turned on, which means a smaller percentage of, of finding. And they're external, whereas Tile, um, I mean, heck, you can go back a couple of years to Monster announcing that Tile was built into their headphones, mm. right? 
There's mm -hmm. tons of products that have tile already built in. So tons of people already have tile running looking for uh, devices. Right. Um, so the network's already active. And there's a lot of people with iPhones that turn off things like, well, I mean, let's say things like AirDrop. You should turn that off for sure because there's mm. security holes in it. Um, but uh, they, you know, a lot of people turn these types of services off right away. As, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, Tile, where you have it on purpose and you know how to use it. You know what it is. People see a Tile. They know how to interact with it. Um, yeah. The majority of people who find one of these things are going to look at it and think, I don't know what this is and move on. They're not going to tap it. They're not going to get uh, contact information. They're going to see mm -hmm. this this weird white disc and think, mm -hmm. I don't know, and move on. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I don't think I understand a bit on why Apple wants to get into this space. Um, but from a consumer standpoint, I don't understand why a consumer would make this choice over another one. Other than the fact that because right. of Apple's, uh, garbage iOS policies. Um, this doesn't require the app to be open in the background and everybody else's does. Because mm -hmm. Apple's uh, Bluetooth policies are terrible. So that's, that's the benefit. Um, but it, as everything with Apple, it's a closed ecosystem. It's going to be Apple specific. Um, and it's only going to be the true hardcore fanboys who want it because there's better products already on the market with an established market lead uh, that do it better with a larger network already in existence. So I, everything says get tile and yet you're still going to have people buy these. I don't know why, right, but they agree. will. That's Agreed, and I think that's um, and that's got to be the most. I, and also, too, where you know when I'm seeing the who'd want an emoji on it, on it. You want <laughs> you want some fun information about the weird policies on them. You cannot get the emoji because you can put two side by side, right? So right. you cannot get the horse and then the poop emoji. <laughs> but if you flip them around, no problem. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I, again, I, I I don't get it. So I I don't know. I just I just thought I was like, eh, yeah, that's alright. Yeah, <laughs> I I haven't been interested in air tags. It's it's one of those things. Like I think everybody knows that I'm a fan of of Microsoft's products. Um, mm -hmm. And if Microsoft got into the space, I would also tell people to go to Tile because it's still right. because it's still the preferred platform. It's still right. a better system with a large network of people already using it. It doesn't mm -hmm. re rely on the person who finds it to be an iPhone user or an um, Windows Phone user or a or a Surface Duo user or whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's uni It's universal. I'm not a fan of walled gardens. <laughs> Right. Agreed. All right. Speaking, Speaking of walled gardens, <laughs> there's Apple TV. 
Um, and uh, also they announced a new season of Ted Lasso. So I have never heard of Ted. I've heard of it, but they had a trailer for it that's coming up later on. The, uh, the only defining feature of Ted Lasso for me is the fact that the Oscars put a policy in place about wardrobe <laughs> because of what he wa- wore to accept his Golden Globe Award. Okay. He wore a hoodie. And so the Oscars said, no. <laughs> if you are not appropriately dressed, you cannot accept an award, period. <laughs> Obviously, a little bit of inside baseball for, for Sunday. But yeah, that's <laughs> honest to God. It is my only bit of knowledge about Ted Lasso is because of the, the Oscars and the Golden Globes. I didn't know that, so I learned something. I learned something new now. <laughs> well, with uh, the Apple TV, they're announced today. There's a new Apple TV 4K. Um, that's Apple's going to release. The premium version of the Apple TV takes advantage of Dolby Vision to display HDR content and high frame rates, and the best possible picture. You'll also be able to use your iPhone camera and proximity sensor to precisely calibrate your TV colors, TV's color to reference. Um, all the uh, all the new features are possible due to the A12 Bionic chip in the Apple TV 4K. This chip provides a boost in graphics performance, video decoding, and audio processing, uh, which is helping to deliver the premium experience. The remote was also updated, uh, keeping the same keeping the same classic metal body. The remote is a little bit is a bit thicker, and the buttons are improved. And the addition of a power button and series button has been relocated to the side. And you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't mm-hmm. support uh, AirTags. There's not one built in. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted people to buy into this idea, you should be able to find my Siri remote. Mm-hmm. But no, you can't. So if you happen to lose your remote, you're pretty much... Up, yeah. you know, they, up, they, they, literally, they literally <laughs> just built and released technology that will walk you and tell you on your phone the direction and distance to your device. And they didn't build it into the one thing that is guaranteed to be lost. How did they screw that one up? (laughs) I mean, it's so common with any remote control that it is like the TV trope for sitcoms, right? That, mm-hmm. that the dad loses the remote that right that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. so it is so ubiquitous <laughs> that it is the tv sitcom trope and yes <laughs> apple didn't go we improved the worst part of your tv watching experience finding the damn remote <laughs> they could have said it just like that and you'd have heard people cheer even though it was a virtual video Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd have heard people cheer like it was in person because you'd have heard it through your windows because everybody would have cheered because they fixed the worst part of entertainment <laughs> is finding your TV remote. Yep. I have one missing. Thank God I've got multiple TVs of the same model. I got a remote missing somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've done missing be- since the move. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no idea where it is. Yeah, I and I th- I thought those kind of comical looking at the event uh, when they did the when they announced it uh, looking for, looking for the uh, air tags and looking for going through the got money and 
you're in through this whole different world. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny, but all right. All right. So speaking of, we talked about this a little bit earlier about the M1. There's now the, with the M1 Mac, um, uh, the, um, let me just, let me just play. I'm going to, I'm going to go into, um, <laughs> so I, so I, are we going to watch the stinger? <laughs> um, no. Sizzle. Uh, yeah. So this is the, um, so if you're watching, so if you're listening right now, there's the, I don't know why it's going so fast there. Okay. Um, I don't know, but you're not sharing yet. Oh, duh. Sorry. You're, you get to watch it, but the rest of us don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try this again. Okay. Hey, there, there we go. Oop, oop. Hey, that's me. Nope. <laughs> There's lots of us. Oh, lots. Of, yeah. Let me go. To back. infinity. And beyond. There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so, so there's our, there's our almost pastel version of, of the old candy colors, although they are brighter than I remembered, um, but they're still kind of pasteled out versus the very bright, very weird, translucent original iMac 3Gs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this now I, I I expressed my my M1 concerns when they first announced them, so we won't get back into that. But mm-hmm. I also absolutely hate those new uh, spec sheets that they're doing. Um, but I, re- I think it's really great that they've embraced their history um, and they're bringing back the, the candy colored uh, Macs. But I also think it's great that there's a silver version because <laughs> I had a private chat going with some people during the announcement. Uh, and the, the initial concern was, Oh, I don't want any of those. <laughs> <laughs> And thank thank goodness the front one is silver. So if you don't want a candy colored one, you don't have to have one. But right. But I I think they look good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, f- you know, for an all in one, basically, I feel like what this is is somebody heard, uh, they heard somebody describe the Surface Studio, just heard a description of it. And set about to uh, replicate it <laughs> because it's missing all the things I love about the Surface Studio, but still kind of looks like one. Um, but it's super thin. It is like iPad thin. Um, it basically looks like a big iPhone, which is interesting. Uh, but it's candy colored like the old iMacs. I, I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, it's it's a good move for them. Yeah. All right. And speaking of, I don't, I don't want one, (laughs) but, but I think the product is a good move. I think they did the right thing with this product. And they're changing and they're going with change over time. I remember back in the day, you know, that huge honker of a monitor and you see the internals of the, of the computer, the iMac G3. Exactly. Yep. I got one. Why am I surprised? (laughs) <laughs> I've got a Bondi blue. Yeah. I've also got the uh, the I'm the Mac Pro uh, from the same generation that was the G3 in the same stupid Bondi blue. They're so dumb. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Well, speaking of the M1 going into the iPad Pro, and I'm going to go back to the. We're going to go back to, if you're watching live and if you're listening, we're going to show off the the M1, the M1. Um, um, let me go back to there we go. Okay, so this one got me some pause. I was chuckling a little bit um, with Scott <laughs> about this because when you see this, when you see this, um, it's video. Let me go back to speaking of that private chat. There were there were some words that were said about this video. <laughs> so if you're watching live, you see a guy running around uh, Apple Park. Um, he's running down across the top of the roof. He repels from the side of the building, opens a glass uh, with a glass cutter. It's a young guy with big fuzzy hair, <laughs> which is important. It shouldn't be, but it is. And this is like a Mission Impossible um, uh, thing. <laughs> I don't know how else how, how, how else to explain it, but no, that's it. This is definitely <laughs> a Mission Impossible parody. Going through the air ducts and dropping down in a line, and in a second, there's going to be a laser grid. Right. And I love that the lasers are in motion because that's not really how a laser grid works but that's okay right <laughs> you don't want them to be in motion you need the pattern to be planned it doesn't matter now he's disassembling a macbook and mm. taking the m1 processor mm. out which apparently is glowing which means that there's power to it so by taking it out it is destroyed <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you there was lots of commentary on this video he's mm -hmm. now He's now in the purple room. And it doesn't matter. He has put it into something else and the processor turns on, which again means that there's power and it is destroyed. If it wasn't the first time, it guaranteed is now. And this is where. I, this and now, where yeah. Uh, now he's taken the mask off and it's Tim Cook. Now. That leads us to the question, why would the CEO of the company need to steal the processor out of one of the company's products to go build another product for the company, theoretically in secret? But it doesn't matter because it's supposed to be funny. I think, God, I hope yeah. it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> That's why I said Because it is. Oh, because it is so funny. <laughs> I, I am not convinced that it's supposed to be, but it is one of the funniest videos they've ever run during a presentation. I agreed when I when I when I uh, talked to you last night. Um, I was I was cracking up. I <laughs> I was cracking up. That was the most bizarre. God bless him. I mean, it, it was great. It was a great clip of um, little bit. <laughs> they did if you call that a bit, but and everybody remembers that stupid thing. Yeah, so it worked. <laughs> yeah. So. Right, we'll have a link up in the show notes of all the specs and internals, the pricing and details on that. So all in all, it was so this. So it's interesting that it's kind of the top and bottom of the topic. The fact that the iMac iPad Pro now runs on an M1 mm -hmm. uh, leads me back to the idea that either everything's going to run on an M1, everything's going to run on an A12, or we're not going to hear new announcements at the end of the year for new hardware. That's that is my current guess. And I also have to say, if the if Mac OS can run iPad apps on it, 
and now the iPad Pro and the Mac uh, are using the same processor, then it's time for the iPad Pro to be able to run Mac OS apps. Just putting it out there, Apple. I think it's time. It's time that you caught up with, with Microsoft a decade later and your tablets can run desktop apps. You can use a mouse. You can use a mouse and a keyboard on your Mac, on your iPad Pro, and they're running the same processor as your desktop. It's time, guys. You know, they've always been, you know, when it comes to their their hardware, they've always been second to, to Microsoft, to be honest, I, I believe, because I've, you know, they've been, Microsoft has been the forefront in their PCs. Um, and Because they're willing to try weird stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the Surface the Studio, the Surface Studio is my, my favorite example of that, because mm-hmm. it is everything the iMac is and everything an, uh, a digital creator needs. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. And if I had somewhere to put a, a million inch screen computer, <laughs> I would. But they are stupid huge. Mm-hmm. And I can't sacrifice my whole wall of monitors in my office to be able to do it. So <laughs> at, someday, someday, I'm going yeah. to replace everything with a Surface Studio. But for right now. <laughs> yeah. I would. All right, so we'll see what happens uh, next few months. Uh, we're in the fall when they have more announcements. So during the summer, we'll see some more uh, Mac announcements, some more M1 mm-hmm. stuff, um, because the Mac Pro hasn't been touched. Um, so almost certainly later in the year, we'll see a Mac Pro uh, that will ditch the the Intel processor and uh, come over to the dark side. <laughs> with with the M1. No, honestly, the the idea that they're back to making their own silicon or at least designing their own silicon uh for the way the company works makes sense. Um they the only way Apple works and they proved this when they tried to do clones in the late 90s early 2000s uh while Steve Jobs had been fired. Um they proved that if they're not 100% in control uh quality slips. And that's what right. happened. And so when they decided to go from Motorola to Intel, I thought it was an interesting move because it meant that they didn't have full control uh, over the hardware. And, you know, things went sideways on them. And now they're back in control, which means that they can target their operating system to their hardware, which is what they've always been about. So I'm not surprised performance has gotten better. The same processor running any other operating system is going to chunk <laughs> because Mac OS is specifically designed for this hardware. Um, but I, I, it's a smart move. It's a yep. good business move for them. Mm-hmm. And like it, they're all in on M1. Those are, those air tags are kind of <laughs> not going to last long. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, Apple's not Except afraid. To the... keep a, Apple's not afraid to keep a product around way past its expiration date though. So, they may stick around for a while, but I don't know mm-hmm. that they're ever going to be a success. Well, there is the Apple fanboys, and I'm not down, and I'm not throwing them. I'm not uh, mouthing all that. I mean, that's going to be I mean, a nicer way of saying it than what I said. Right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not not trashing those folks uh, that are listening. If you're listening, yeah, you're you're good. You're all good. But I honestly, we've all got we've all got a brand that we 
that we really like. Everybody knows mm-hmm. mine is Microsoft, and I'm not right. embarrassed to say it. It's fine. <laughs> and but but those of us who really enjoy a brand hate it more than anybody else does. That is true. <laughs> that is that is true. That is because true. I I generally like Microsoft products, but the stuff that I don't, mm-hmm. I hate more than any other product on the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I'm I'm a Google. I'm a Google. I'm a big fan of Google, and I've been been a big fan for for. For, for a while, so and you can joke about Google Wave with the rest of us because it was stupid. Yep. <laughs> to this yep. day, I don't know what it is. I've talked about that product more than anything else in my history, <laughs> and and I still don't exactly know what it was supposed to be. And I didn't know what, especially not only Google Wave, but also Google Reader, and that was that lasted like a hot minute. But Google Reader, I that was <laughs> one of my favorite products. I hated when that went away. It was an RSS reader. It was the it was the best one on the market. Yeah, I Net Vibes is a close second. Okay, agreed. I didn't understand why. Close second. I well, I guess yeah. I would. I was kind of questioning about it, but it, but it was the other side of FeedBurner. Right. <laughs> FeedBurner translated RSS feeds, and Google Reader showed them. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, now I know more now about it. Yeah. Than I, then so oh i was so sad when that went away it was such a pain to translate into something else <laughs> luckily net vibes gave you an import option <laughs> there you go there you go all right other news this week the global smartphone grew 24 percent year over year in the first quarter of the year according this is according from the research from strategy strategy analytics um, while nearly all major smartphone makers saw strong growth during the January-March period, Huawei, remember Huawei? They dropped out of the top five. Huawei had surpassed Samsung as the top smartphone maker in the second quarter of 2020. This is from for strong performance in its home market. Since then, however, the company has been losing market share in pretty much all markets, including China. Um, Linda Su, Sui, or Su, I'm mispronouncing his name, I apologize, um, senior director at Strategic Strategy Analytics said in a statement, "Quote the <clears throat> excuse me the China smartphone market had a sensational quarter driven by 5G product success across multiple price tiers. China smartphone shipments were up plus 35 percent year by year year over year, reaching 94 million units in Q1 2021. Globally, the top five vendors combined took a 76 percent market share in Q1 2021." Up from 71% uh, one year ago, chip shortages and supply supply set. We talked about this supply side constraints did not have a significant impact in Q1 among the top five brands, but was and will be a concern for smaller vendors over the next four quarters, few quarters in our view. Um, Samsung remains remained the world's largest smartphone vendor in Q1 2021. With a market share of 20%, its latest Galaxy S21 series and kept 5G enabled Galaxy A series phones proved to be quite popular among consumers and helped the company achieve a strong 32% year-over-year growth. Apple held the second spot with 17% market share and 40% year-over-year growth. So Samsung is still having, uh, so Huawei is no more, and I was looking, um, you know, on the the breakdown, um, Xiaomi was three, and the other ones are uh, Xiaomi, excuse me, Oppo, 
Um, and there's others on the, in the list of sport market share, but Vivo is the one Vivo. that I'm most interested in because mm-hmm. it's a name I've not really encountered before. Mm-hmm. And they have an unbelievably large line of devices. Oh, oh. my God. The, their, their homepage is just scroll and scroll and scroll and, and it's model after model after model. Mm. And I don't know who they are. They run on an altered version of Android called mm. Fun Touch OS, which I've never heard of. <laughs> huh, I never, that's a different, that's a different unusual name for I, system. <laughs> I don't know where they're based because they're, their website doesn't have like a, their info page talks about the operating system, not the company. So, mm. so I actually don't know anything about this company. Mm. It's never, really I, weird, mm. but they got some cool looking phones and they work with uh, uh, Zeiss uh, for their, their camera lenses, which means they must be, you know, high end. They can't be just screwing around. Mm. I'm fascinated. Hmm. I never heard of that company either. So, recently. and here they've got oh Shenzhen, China. Okay, I finally found it on their press page because mm-hmm. they post where the uh, information came from, <laughs> where the press releases came from. Shenzhen, mm-hmm. China. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Possibly an office in Dusseldorf. Just fun <laughs> to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm right. not gonna lie. I kind of want one of these, just because they're cool looking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. That's all. Moving right along, Twitter is letting all users tweet and view pictures in 4K on iOS and Android. Twitter's web app already supports higher resolution images at up to 4096 by 4096 resolution. But the mobile apps have been limited to just half that, um, with a maximum resolution of 2048 by 2048. Uh, Twitter had previously started testing the 4K image upload option for mobile users over this year. And it seems these tests went well, and so it's now rolling out the feature to all users. Um, so if you want to enable this new feature, you have to go to data usage section of the settings menu in the Twitter app and enable both high quality images for viewing 4K images and high quality image uploads between them. Users can then select whether they like to, uh, whether they like the higher resolution images to be enabled for both cellular and Wi-Fi. Just Wi-Fi were disabled entirely. Similar options to how Twitter handles handles high resolutions on or auto playing videos. Why would you want to kill your data <laughs> if you're on a plan you're gonna, if you're uploading photos or viewing in 4K, that's that's a waste. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who you are. I if for me, I wouldn't. <laughs> right, but I could see like for 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 Melissa, right? If we were actually out at the red carpet this year, like I hope we mm-hmm. will be next year. Just throwing that out there, um, you know, you would the ability to post a higher res photo of what's happening. I'm okay with that. I get it. Right. But if you're also on Wi-Fi, who cares? Right. But also, too, I mean, for me, I would think that also, too, an average consumer would not, again, with their, with the 
the way cell phone wireless carriers or carriers are charging for data, you know, even 5G, you upload one in like or one or two, you're you're your caps you're you you use up all your data in like less than like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you know who's going to want this feature? I haven't yeah. left, by the way. Uh, yeah, somebody with one of these Vivo phones. Okay. A 48 megapixel camera. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> this is a picture of Las Vegas on the oh, website. <laughs> Holy... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't They're know. trying to appeal to me. This whole site is designed to appeal to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> something tells me when we get done, when we get done off the air, something tells me that's going to be with you working on, working on the, uh, on the, um, on the red carpet. You're gonna be, you're gonna have, between doing that and you're going to be going to that site. <laughs> I'm looking for a price. <laughs> yeah, see? So, so put... So we have a bad idea mentioning about uh, <laughs> getting dropping ideas in your head. Uh, okay, other news week. The FCC is introducing a new database all voice providers have to use to allow the agency to track the work they do to stop robocalls. Starting on September 28th, phone companies are required to block any incoming traffic from providers not listed in the robocall mitigation database. In particular, any companies that got an extension to implement stir slash stir shaken the protocol that allows a carrier to verify a caller ID before it reaches a tenant recipient, will have to file detailed reports with the agency on the progress towards putting the, putting the technology in place. Acting FCC Chair Jessica uh, Rosenworcel says, quote, protecting consumers from scammers that use robocall and spoofing tools is a top priority. To succeed, we not only we not only need an all hands on deck response from government, but we need industry commitment and focus. Our message is to our message to providers is clear: certify under penalty of perjury the steps you are taking to stop illegal stop illegal robocalls or we will block your calls. Good on the FCC. Good on them. And Absolutely. I, I this something you know when when you with the government the way it is. You know, and it's many, many, many flaws. You know, and I and I question the question about dissecting. You know, the role with government and and how they operate, and you know, the, all the lawsuits, FTC with Google, and and I mean, it's it's endless. This is something that is a is a good thing. It's a good thing that they're put that are letting these companies know, you know, that we're going to protect protect. You know the. You and me and the average person or average consumer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, this is it's literally <laughs> it's literally what the government is for. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. I'm already on board. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am as well. All right, cool. All right. Else other other else in other news. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting a the images of, the, of these phones now. On <laughs> Tuesday, Verizon announced that it expanded its millimeter wave network to parts of New Orleans, Fresno, and Riverside, California, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as San Antonio. The company's 5G home offering is also growing, launching in Riverside on Thursday. Where does 
this Thursday, past Thursday, excuse me, and heading to Memphis and San Antonio on May 6th. With the expansion, Verizon ups its millimeter wave city count to 71, while the cities that also offer 5G home will be at 33. Millimeter wave, which is a carrier, also is calling, quote, ultra wideband is Verizon's latest 5G technology. So that's cool. All right. Speaking of... Yeah, it's, it's nice to see ultra wideband uh, seeing uh, bigger installs. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Microsoft, we talked about earlier, um, they're also working on a new store for Windows 10. There's coming, there's a report coming out regarding to its rumored cloud PC service um, from ZDNet reporting that um, Microsoft is gearing up to switch on the Azure powered service as soon as the summer, perhaps in June or early July. With cloud PC, you may be able to access a Windows desktop remotely and use software such as Microsoft Office. Um, Microsoft will reportedly sell the service as a managed, ma as a managed Microsoft 365 experience, and that'll be a flat price per person, flat price per user, excuse me. Um, prior reports suggest that there'll be different pricing tiers for a cloud PC, depending on processor, memory, and storage needs. Uh, there is possible that there'll be more information about the cloud PC service at Build 2021. Uh, this year's edition of Microsoft's Developer Conference takes place in late May. Uh, if the reports are true for the launch timeline for Cloud PC is accurate, the service will go um, will go live just before Microsoft's Inspire Partner Conference, which is set for mid July. So, this is cool, and I think they're probably taking a page. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, correct me. They're taking a page from um, from Google's uh, not Google not Google, but as far as like another company offering cloud service. No. Well, this isn't a cloud service. This is okay. a remote desktop service, which I don't know who they're targeting this at. Um, no way it's designed for consumers because that doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, it's got to be another enterprise uh, feature mm. because enterprise is where dummy terminals live. Although... The one place, and I've I've kind of pitched this idea around before, um, and the way that a feature like Continuum or whatever Samsung calls it, where you plug your phone in and it, it kind of gives you a Linux desktop. Mm -hmm. uh, if Microsoft were to build an app uh, for this, then you could literally have a full Windows desktop running remotely viewable on your phone uh, or tablet or whatever device you have, you grab it, you sign in and boom, there's your <laughs> windows desktop. Um, I think there's a lot of value <coughs> possibility there, but they've got to position it right um, because it's a weird concept and people are going to struggle with it. Um, people are definitely going to struggle with it, but you know, in, in our Sumo software days, we had some of our developers on on uh, virtual computers like this uh, doing their work running off of a server, just not cloud-based, but they could sign in and access it remotely. Um, they could do it from any device that had remo uh, window Microsoft remote desktop. So they could do it on a Windows phone, on an iOS, on an Android, on a tablet, on a, on a computer, and they could ac access their virtual computer at work from anywhere. So it's the same concept here, but mm. 
I don't know that consumers are going to care, but mm. I can definitely see uh, maybe a salesperson who doesn't have to carry a laptop, a full computer around, uh, you know, something like the, the <laughs> HP lap dock that runs on the phone um, and then just remote in. I can see that working. Okay. I was going to, cause I, um, I'm, I would, I would be interested in seeing that, but also cause I use, I have Microsoft word on my, on my, um, on my phone and I really haven't really used it, but lately doing prep when I'm at work, you know, I'll edit, you know, the docs, you know, I'll edit the docs. And so mm-hmm. and before I didn't think of doing that cause I'm just going right home, straight home, you know, and do everything. And it's very convenient. I, so you know, if this comes out, this comes out for a, for a consumer, I will be interested in taking a look and see, you know, what's uh, what they'll offer for it. Yeah, I mean, the idea that you don't have to upgrade your PC all the time. I mean, Avram's not going to like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. But uh, obviously, it's not aimed at gamers or, or hobbyists, which is what Tom's hardware is obviously right. intended for. But mm-hmm. um you know, uh, the, the idea that, that you could, uh, you could have this virtual computer that's part of your office three, six, your Microsoft 365 subscription. I have to keep reminding myself, they changed that name, um, part of your Microsoft 365 subscription. And, uh, you could access it exactly the same from a hundred dollar, uh, Chromebook as you could from a $3,000, uh, <laughs> Alienware, mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept. It's cloud. It's the cloud gaming concept. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, GeForce now, mm-hmm. uh, but for all computing instead of just gaming. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. They've just got to position it right. I'm interested, mm-hmm. but not for everything. I couldn't edit on it. Right. But the idea that I've got this one computer that wherever I am, I can sign in. My documents are there. Everything's ready to go. Yep. It's exactly as I walked away from it, but yep. I could access it. I could be in your house, grab your laptop and boom, be in my desktop. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty attractive. Yeah. That's something that's along. That's what I was thinking as well to do that because yeah. I'll, it's because pretty attractive. Either, yeah. So I'm definitely interested to see if they announced it or not, but we'll, we'll, we'll take a look and we'll, we'll see when it comes uh, that come when it comes around. If it comes around. All right, next up, um, speaking of Spotify, we talked about earlier, um, Wall Street Journal sources are reporting, or claiming, excuse me, that Spotify will unveil its own paid podcast system sometime, quote, next week. Unlike Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify won't charge a fee or take a cut from each membership. Um, They are adding, there's a resource saying podcasters could set their own prices. And again, if you're thinking about podcasts, if you're you're listening on on Spotify, we're not going to do a description for it. <laughs> um, people using Spotify's iOS app will reportedly be steered to a website to transaction. Spotify. Has- <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> right. Yeah, they will. Because Spotify doesn't want to <laughs> give up 30%. Percent. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Spotify hasn't confirmed a plans, but chief content and ad business officer Dawn. Ostrop says there was there was quote room for everybody in the audio space. Yeah, they need room. to focus on they need to focus on getting video podcasts working before they start screwing around with this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, so 
I need my <laughs> video RSS to work on Spotify. Stop screwing around with additional stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to generate revenue for them, because they're not going to take a cut or charge a fee, it's not going to grow their business. But video podcasting will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. It's this it's is <laughs> this is this is PlayStation Four and Xbox One. This is Apple made the announcement first, heard mm-hmm. what people were annoyed by, and and, <laughs> and made changes to their business plan just before announcement because that's what PlayStation did. They heard everybody respond to the price of the Xbox One uh, mm-hmm. that came with the Connect, and they changed their entire business model in the three hours before their press conference. They took the PlayStation I and the Magic Wands out of the box and dropped the price 100 bucks, And everybody cheered. Hip Hop Gamer cheered so loud I wasn't in the state. I wasn't at E3 that year, and I heard him specifically. <laughs> I heard his voice in the crowd. He cheered so loudly. And that's what Spotify is looking for here. They want a PlayStation 4 response, and they're going to get it. Well. I, I'm not, again, I'm not, uh, you know, we're not going to do go through that route now, but the, the, the app is available everywhere as opposed to yep. Apple podcasts, yep. um, which makes it more attractive. There's no cut of the membership. Mm-hmm. There's no annual fee, which makes it more attractive. I, everybody, and, uh, I don't know if you saw this in the podcast group this, this week, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are saying that for the first time, uh, this quarter, they're seeing their Spotify numbers outdo their Apple numbers. So Spotify is doing something good over there. And uh, wow. this is going to attract people who want to do that, that multi-tier thing, which That's I don't, good. I don't have a problem with the idea of multi-tier. I, I think it's a fine yeah. business model, um, especially if you've got one version that's got ads and one version that doesn't, you know, it's basically YouTube red or whatever mm-hmm. stupid name it's got now. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of speaking of those things, I literally just got a push notification on my phone for one of the platforms that I'm subscribed to that has this model. Um, so, um, you know, I, it's it's a fine it's a fine model. It's not one that I'm necessarily interested in in pursuing yeah. for for my businesses, but it makes sense. And Spotify, yeah. if I was going to do it, Spotify would be the place to do it. If I wasn't going to do it on Patreon. Especially since they're not taking a cut, that's that makes it better than Patreon. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I and Patreon, from what I've seen, I support several. I support several creators on Patreon, um, and it's a, and you know, and I do enjoy you know the little extras, but I'm not interested in like in like a whole content. Yeah. World. I mean, that's. And for a lot of people, it's no different than Twitch, right? Where mm-hmm. people pay to subscribe. Do you get anything special? Eh, you get ad-free. Um, you might get a little badge. You might get a special emote. But right. no. <laughs> oh, you might get special access to a to a Discord server. I've never cared less about something. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, I'm, I am fine subscribing to channels <laughs> on Twitch. Right, mm-hmm. um, and th- this you could treat this the same way, where it's it's more like I want to support this creator, and this is an easy way for me to do it. And with that concept, I'm a hundred percent fine with it. Yep, that's my that's my thinking as well. 
my thing as well. All right, so there's a, we're going to do a little bit of audible because again, um, um, Scott's got some things to do this evening, including looking, <laughs> looking at uh, looking at Wemo. So um, speaking of Sony, um, Disney has cleared a path for Disney Plus to round out the Shuming catalog of its Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Thanks to a new license agreement with Sony Pictures Entertainment, that was announced by the companies on Wednesday. The deal means Sony-made Spider-Man films will be available on Disney's streaming services and TV channels. The agreement also allows Disney to eventually stream Sony movies that are released in theaters between 2020, 2022, and 2026. Um, the deal for the, the deal is for a time frame known as the post-pay one window. That means Disney's services and channels will get to stream and televise new beat televising new movies well after they made their theatrical, theatrical debuts and even after Netflix has streamed them for a long time. The deal also unlocks, quote, a significant number of Sony's library titles, which the companies said will include um, Sony's Marvel character films, including Spider-Man, as well as the Jumanji and Hotel Transvania franchises, which my daughter loves, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the company said, <coughs> excuse me, a statement, um, this or part of the statement, excuse me, this gives Disney enormous programming potential across its platforms and makes them key destinations for a robust collection of Spider-Man films. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. If they can't buy them outright, which I'm surprised, honestly, I'm surprised that Disney hasn't tried to buy Sony outright at this point. Uh, Sony Pictures, not Sony, Sony. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they can't buy them outright, this is the next best uh, thing as far as Disney is concerned. Yep. And I hear Duncan Wagon. Okay, so a couple bullet points. We'll have a link up in the show notes. Um, there is information about um, NFL Red Zone will be on Hulu TV, um, which I'm kind of happy about because I'm all in with Hulu. Um, YouTube is uh, you're getting more detailed vid uh, video quality options on smartphones and tablets, so we'll have a link up in the show notes on that. And finally, this week, and this is something that'll make you chuckle, and this involves food, involves McDonald's. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it's going to be. <laughs> this was the weirdest announcement of the week. Right, exactly. Besides Apple's announcement being weird. <laughs> McDonald's is teaming up with a superstar South Korean band, BTS, to offer the BTS meal uh, at participating restaurants in more than 50 countries. Um, part of their meal is familiar, or that know they enjoy this, uh, includes a 10-piece 10, 10 order of chicken McNuggets, a medium order of fries, and a medium Coke. But the twist... Uh, my, the when my mom heard that, she went, <laughs> doesn't that already exist? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> but here's what makes it interesting. And the uh, it's uh, they'll include two dipping sauces, sweet chili and Cajun. Um, they're inspired by recipes from McDonald's South Korea locations. Um, the rep a representative for big hit music, uh, BTS label, said in a statement, quote, the band has great memories with McDonald's. Uh, we're excited about this collaboration and cannot wait to can't wait to share the, the BTS meal with the world. And if you're watching live right now, I'm going to show you this tweet. <laughs> I'm going to show you this tweet that has 
Go back. Okay. Okay. So if you're listening on, on audio, um, Miguel had a tweet that oh, went on April 19th, coming this May, the BTS meal. And there's, I guess it's their, their album logo. Um, it has three French fries on the left. It's diagonal and three French fries on the right. And as of, uh, well, there were, they got 595.6 thousand likes. <laughs> More than half a million people. <laughs> but wait, there's a second tweet. Oh, no. That uh, had the, that has the dates. Um, and I'm going to see if I can blow this up a little bit for, for if you guys are watching right now live. Um, let's see if I can blow this up here. Oops. And this got 300 as of this evening. We're recording this at 9.17, as of 9.17 p.m. Eastern Time. 306,000.5 likes. And here's... And almost 140,000 retweets, by the way. Right. Almost 18,000 comments. Right. I can't. I got to blow this up a little bit. I can't. Ah, it's going to be nice here. Oh, there we go. Okay, so the United States is coming to the United States on I I like that it looks like I like that it looks like a um uh uh concert shirt. Right. <laughs> it's it's just it's McDonald's is knocking it out of the park with the marketing for this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, some of the comments. Uh, oh my, OMG, really? Oh my, G, yay, USA! I love you, McDonald's. Um, <laughs> a gif of okay, one of the band it. members crying. <laughs> Which, uh, oh, I just gotta see. Somebody. Tell me that doesn't look like it's somebody else's left hand wiping his nose. <laughs> It looks like it's somebody else because the angle is weird. It looks like it's somebody else's hand. Mm. Anyway, sorry. If you're listening, oh, this must sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most, and this is the most oddest. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these uh, also. Um, so y'all couldn't come to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, let's see. Can we get apparently? Trinidad? Apparently, that's apparently, like the complaint because there's three of them so far. Right. No, there's five. If you there's... don't come to Egypt, I won't eat from McDonald's again. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, we're Spain. Can you please get it in Trinidad. Wow. Do you pay money to know what's going on with this band in Trinidad? <laughs> uh, this is, I. Yeah, this is the most <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so yeah, that is the most. Uh, yeah, McDonald's. I've been been in news off and on over the past um, over the past uh, few <laughs> past couple of months. I have not read the whole story, but uh, a follow-up on our ice cream machine thing from mm -hmm. a couple of months back. Apparently, yeah. 
there is what has been referred to as a new Cold War, which is pretty funny because it's about the ice cream machines mm-hmm. um, uh, building surrounding the the ice cream machines. Uh, I don't. I did not read the article. I saw the headline. I laughed at the headline and then moved on with my day because. <laughs> Okay, the Cold War over hacking McDonald's ice cream machines. And I've got, if you're watching live, I apologize. I don't usually do this, but you got to admit that's a pretty funny cover image. <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't like to just hold my phone up to the camera, but I got to admit, right. on this camera, it actually works pretty well. It, it does. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with this new little camera. I am. Yeah, like I said, I'm. I'm real. I'm jealous right now. I'm jealous right now. All right. Okay. With that, <laughs> that is the tech news for this week for Friday, April twenty third, twenty twenty one. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Um, show us from this episode. Excuse me, can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to tune in, watch and tune in in Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time at gncweekly.com slash live. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. Also, please sure to make sure to click the bell and always like always for notifications so you will not miss the next episode. And also, please be sure to like and subscribe. Like, sure to. <laughs> I'm going to take a breath. Try again. <laughs> also, be sure to share this episode to people that you know uh, that you know to check out this podcast as well. Be- and also, make sure to correct my grammar. <laughs> unexpected right (laughs) i'm so distracted right now between these phones and and that that cut that photo holy crap (laughs) (laughs) also be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app um now um there's no show for sunday for fi live technology on sunday evening because uh scott will be producing the uh red carpet coverage on sunday so Going forward, so after that, it is Sunday evenings, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, f5live.tv slash join us um, for F5 Refreshing Technology with Scott and Aaron Pelch. Um, or also, and also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You have a comment on this, uh, comment on this week's episode. We'd love to hear from them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long.